Hello and welcome to the Just For Gamers video game podcast. Episode 185, Panda Watch. In this week's episode, we're back at full capacity. Shalom. JFG Ash spunks some cash. JFG Alex gets a treat in VR town. There's a top five, I guess. And finally, is this the end of the fuckwit? Hello and welcome to the JFG podcast. This is episode 185. My name is Alex and I'm joined as ever by my good friend Ash. Ash, I'm back. Hello. Here I am. You're at sick note. Hello there. How's it going? Yeah. I mean, I'm all right. I'm feeling good on a Wednesday. Yeah, you're sparkling thoughts. Give me the hope to go on. But no one cares about me because you've been ill, buddy. How's how's that going now? Uh, it was just some shitty cold. It's lingering like a dickhead. I'm, I'm in no fucking issues in terms of pain or suffering, but I'm still like mildly bunged up, which is making my voice kind of sound a bit weird. Some but, sort of bunghole. Yeah, there's a load of fucking bullshit, stupid colds. I haven't had one for ages, so I can't really grumble. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last one I had. Where I was. I think it might have been my first cold this year. Damn, that's nice. Yeah. Well played. It's pretty solid. That's a good average, I'd say. But yeah, so that was that was a fun week of nice. uh, Yeah. Of just yeah. I mean you know you're ill when you don't even fire up the PlayStation for the whole week. That's I got back that's on, just on wrong. Game night. Um and obviously got drunk really quickly nailed it <laughs> because well played because i'd been ill and i hadn't had anything to drink for a week or so you know possibly the way forward but that's just nonsense <laughs> so yeah there you makes go, that buddy. friday that little bit better nice buddy. Givens. yeah so yeah uh traditionally we uh at this point in the soak buddy we ask what you've been up to so i suppose i'll do that what you've been up to well at the moment i'm looking at this crane fly and he he, he keeps trying to get near me <sighs> Tis the season. I fucking hate those things. It's all right. I just dropped my phone on him, and he's dead. <laughs> he does, he it didn't like, sound like a sound that a crane fly would like to hear. No, I well, it's, uh, I feel bad about him, but he, he only had a day to live or something, isn't it? Like they, they have. Yeah, something like that. Fucker, like, yeah. mate. Yeah, it's drop shot. Beautiful. <laughs> Shouldn't have got in my face. Yeah, he's trespassing. Basically, that's what's going on. Pretty much, I'm paying rent on this place right now, and he is not. So you I haven't can, seen him contribute yeah, once. You know, if I was in America, I you know I could justify that. I reckon. Yeah, That's well within your right. Exactly. So yeah, this week, buddy, it's been slightly busy, but not also, which has been good. Had my uh, one of my daughter's fifth birthday parties because it was her birthday at the weekend on Saturday. So that was nice. Good reason for a party that. Oh, Gibbons, buddy, it was beautiful. We had a sports theme because. Uh, for some reason, my daughter is obsessed with football, so she got the, like the new Liverpool away kit, the purple one. Uh, she was fucking well stoked. She got some new football boots and stuff, and uh, had a sports party. Uh, it was a big, like the biggest bouncy castle I've ever seen, and it was sports themed. It was really good. It was awesome. Had loads of fun. Cake. 
and stuff. That's cool that she's a sporty one. That's pretty cheeky. And that that away kit's pretty nice, actually, isn't it? That purple one. It's pretty. I'd I'd wear that, you know. Yeah. As a football top, I'd wear that. Full Uh, kit wankers, both of us. Yeah, all all the way. Yeah. I have actually got last season's Liverpool full kit wanker. I have got that. (laughs) Nice. I was like, I'll buy that. Sounds like a good idea at the time. Yeah, get stuck in. Then I put it on and I was like, this is a bad idea. So I wore them all at different times. <laughs> That's how it's done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, I'll just fucking mix and match, do what all I the want. Socks, just flash them. Yeah, there you go, mate. Don't pull them up all the way sometimes, and then they just look like normal white socks. You know. Given. There you go. I went to the pub on Sunday. I had a beer called Brewster's, I believe it was. It was spicy. I don't I know, don't know. Don't if know I liked that. it. No, that's uh, controversial indeed. Yeah, it was rather warm to the mouth touch. Right. You could say taste, but no, mouth touch. (laughs) No. (laughs) And then I followed that up with a blueberry beer, which was okay. Um, They got the job done at least, so I was happy with that. (laughs) Sounds ludicrous, all Uh, of it. It is pretty stupid. Um, I, I've been buying stuff this week, buddy. Um, oh, yeah. One, one of which I haven't bought yet, but I'm very tempted to, and that's Need for Speed, because, you know, that was a really good game. When which one? We, the, the, the one just called Need for Speed. The, re- oh, the 2015 one? I think so. With all the fucking, like, FMV, real... yeah, shit. Oh, God. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, I haven't bought it yet, but it's it's on the store for £4 now. I'm like, I don't think it's going to get any cheaper than that. I might have to buy it. <laughs> that, is, that is a pint, I suppose. I know, that's what I was, I was like, you know, even if I just play it for like an hour, like, that's fine. <laughs> I'm yeah. fine with that, you know. Do you know if that's got wheel support? I think it hasn't. I'm pretty sure it hasn't, hasn't it? <laughs> it, it may well have yeah. been the butt of many um, jokes at the time. Yeah, it was. Know. Yeah. Um, I did, the main thing that I've bought this week, buddy, for some stupid reason, is um some more headphones because I love headphones. I just I just buy them every year, but these ones are a bit fucking special. Um, these are the Arctic Pro headphones with Game DAC. It's called so a DAC, which is obviously you know, it's a digital analog converter, and uh, yeah, it's got that and. They're meant to be like 250 quid, like, from the shop. But I found them on eBay for 140, which is still way too much money you should spend on a headset. But uh, I've been looking at, like, my obviously last week I mentioned about doing my streaming and stuff. And I wanted to get, like, a really decent set where I can sort out all the, the game chat and stuff through it. And this seemed to be the, the perfect solution for that, um, as well as being... The brand of headphones that I've come accustomed to over the past year, which are ridiculously comfy. They don't make my ears sweat, which is always a fucking bonus when you're wearing them for like four hours. It's certainly the on the sort of top five list of things that you want from a pair of headphones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, this game deck is pretty cool. It's got like a, a streaming mode on it. So what it does, it takes the um, optical output from the PS4 or any anything with an optical output i guess you could do it uh, it runs that into the into the dac and then the voice chat comes through the 
uh, the oh my god the the USB uh, onto it, and then from there within the DAC itself, you can set all the different levels uh, of the game and the audio chat and your chat. You can also plug in like a phone or anything with a three point five mil jack and have that playing through that as well at the same time, which is kind of cool. And then you can output that straight to your PC and chuck it into OBS and. I can make lovely, wonderful audio mixes uh, that will sound decent, which I'm kind of looking forward to. Nice, man. Sounds yeah. cool. Um, all the reviews of them have been absolutely awesome. I think IGN, not that I give a shit about IGN, they gave it their like, gaming headset of the year or something so far this year. So that that's a bonus. But yeah, a hell of a lot of money to spend on just some headphones. Uh, seeing as the other week I was like, yeah, no, I haven't got any money to spend because I'm really poor. Which is still true. Obviously, I bought this on credit, and then I'll pay it off over the next few months. Well, it's kind of your go-to move, I've found, in the past, though, you know. Mm, like, it's the a beautiful Switch way. was a good example, and before yeah. that, like, I'm sure the, uh, the Pro is another good example. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Boy just likes to spend the, the Benjamins. He can't help himself. It is a bit silly, isn't it? But I guess it is, like, the only thing that I ever fucking do. So I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it right, in a way. I'm still not up to, you know, thinking about spending like three, four grand on a PC. I don't think that'll ever happen. I think the maximum I'll ever spend on a PC is about a grand, like, which was what I did last time. But that was like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, I got to say at this point, like, I can't imagine ever spending that sort of like that outlay on the, yeah, the super expensive one... gaming rig, like no. ever again, even no. even if I, I was in either. like a 50k a year job, then I yeah. still wouldn't do it at this point. Like, no, I don't think that so That train either. has sailed, buddy. So indeed, buddy, gone. indeed. And, More than uh, happy with the uh, the consoles, especially when they're half-stepping them and bringing out 4K models and stuff. Like they're, yeah. the consoles are only going to get more and more powerful, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's just <laughs> progression. in it? I'd say, yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, um, uh, because of all of this thinking about streaming and stuff, I've done, like oh, I think I was saying last week, I was doing my overlays. I've now done new logos and other stuff to go on there. I've just popped a couple of the things in the old, uh, in the chat, if you can see them, buddy. I've gone for the isometric kind of look there. With oh, the, yeah, CMB. Yeah. So this is your, like, your Twitch channel. Yeah, so it's going to go on my Twitch channel and I can link it up to the, the podcast one as well, I believe. Um, I did look into it, so it's going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to just, uh, yeah, doing some streaming. Like, when I get in the new house, I have my whole room set up and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm going to get on board and go nuts. Why not? Nice. So, there you go, buddy. That's um, That's my week. How about yours? Well, you'd think, with it being a fortnight since we last uh, spoke on the show, buddy, that uh, maybe I'd have more to say, but I really did spend that being ill week just being ill. I did absolutely fucking nothing, basically. Um, but beforehand, I did have the cheeky times with uh, with our friendly neighbourhood, Funk and Co., and friend of the podcast, Paul, as we headed down to uh, local venue, The Forum, buddy. So you see the blue tones. How was the, that? Uh, up and coming, um, oh yeah, cutting edge um, band. Brand new, yeah, yeah, Never absolutely brand. Uh, I think they've maybe just got an EP out, nothing else at this point. Um, no, they're an indie band from like <laughs> 1994. Yeah, um, they're fucking great, by the way. Um, and what I, what I didn't expect was uh, essentially like a stand-up routine. 
because that guy is fucking <laughs> hilarious. He's really funny, like mega self-deprecating as well, like totally yeah. taking the piss, like and and like really strongly taking the piss. Like they played <laughs> they played one of their latest singles that they released in like 1998, and he was like. So yeah, this, we were really, really proud of this one, and we uh, worked really hard on it in the studio. And it was about this point when we noticed that the the jig was up, but <laughs> as we charted at number fifty four. So fucking thanks very much for that, everyone. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, they were really funny, and he he lives like relatively locally as well. So like towards the end of the gig, he was like, just so everyone knows. Uh, the traffic's now cleared up at St. John's Yard. We got that new garage up there with the little waitrose. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was real good. And um, they were really good musically. They've had a lot of time to practice. But uh, yeah, a lot of these bands that are still touring, like the usually the singer's voice is fucking gone by this point, especially yeah. like Blue Tone songs, quite a big range of like notes and that. Like he's got like quite a high voice. But yeah, he was like bang on. It was really cool. Nice. Very, very good night. So yeah, like got absolutely like shit faced as well <laughs> on on Standard. the only beer they sell in any great quantity at the forum, which is Red Stripe. Gotta love um, a bit of Red Stripe. Yeah, it's been a while I mean, for me. That could well have been stripe. the source of my illness. I don't know, mm, maybe, or, or maybe it was the fact that the misses Funk and Paul all had colds when we went there. No, oh, um, well, I'm guessing you kissed of, all of them as well. All, yeah, on on the lips and balls, and mm. obviously, like they flanked me in that regard. So yeah, yeah, could have nice. been that. Could have been that. Followed <laughs> up with uh, breakfast at the Ivy, and uh, said said goodbye in the flesh to old Funk. Um, he's off on his travels next week for Indeed. the rest of time, or six months or so. That's a long time. Yeah. So the only other thing, uh, after my miraculous recovery, and by miraculous I mean conventional, normal, and expected recovery. Yeah, um, standard. Had a bit of a Saturday with friend of the podcast, Paul Buddy. We went to the football. A foosball. I don't know if you were aware. Obviously, we're in the depths of the international break at the moment. and Yes, uh, it's bag of wank. It's a bag of wank. And the uh, the weekend, it was non-league day. Wow. Big teams. Yeah, so this is that day where all the non-league teams they either they're in like FA Trophy games or they're doing special deals trying to get like all the glory hunters to come down to the local stadiums. Um, and that's not why we went. We'd decided ages ago to go to this game, but yeah. uh, it just so happened. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, it was really cool. We had a really good time. Um, they're a fucking awful football team, Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> uh, really, really bad team. And nice. um, they were playing in the FA Vars Trophy, buddy, and we presumed that because they were playing Uckfield, who are a relatively local team, three divisions below Tunbridge That's, Wells FC. Yeah, three divisions, um, yeah. We thought, you know, we'll uh, we'll probably see a victory here. This is going to be a decent one. Um, and they lost 2-0 uh, Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they've uh, they've won one game this season since mid-August. They've um, done well. Or they are doing stuff. well. They could turn it around. Yeah. I mean, the best thing about it, though, was um, there were only a couple of hundred people there, buddy, and it was kind of no-holds-barred. There were none of the rules of a normal football game. We were just, like, sitting there, like sparking up and drinking by the pitch just like you know enjoying it 
Yeah. And the the ultras, I would describe them as, they were fucking funny, like the hecklers, because obviously <laughs> they turned up with their flags, and uh, it was it was fucking funny. And there were some excellent sexist jokes and um, that sort of thing. So yeah, Classic. it was. Uh, it would definitely be back. It was only seven quid to get in. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was pretty reasonable for an FA Trophy game. Apparently, it's normally cheaper than that. Ah, oh, um, fuckers. Putting the price yeah. up. Bastards. Isn't it? Fucking FA. Apparently there was an FA dude there, because normally you can just drink wherever in the ground, but um, for the FA games, you're only supposed to drink it like in the clubhouse. You're not supposed to be able to do it by the side of the pitch. So there was a dude there from the FA who was like, no, no, you can't. Like you can't. You could go outside the doors of the clubhouse, and then there was like a little porch, yeah. uh, which friend of the podcast Paul called a concourse. That's the first time that little fucking stretch <laughs> of cement has ever been called that. It wasn't exactly Wembley Way, but no. um, in the second half, I went. I, I noticed that all of the all the blokes were just turning up by the side of the pitch with their beers. I was like, "Fucking, I'm going to try my hand at this." Then, like, well, something's changed. And uh, so I went and got a couple of beers, and, she, and the barmaid, she was like, oh, yeah, now everyone's buying them now. We had a word with the ge- geezer from the FA at half-time and said, what's the fucking point, mate? And he was like, no, fair enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. He's got a point. Yeah, well, she's yeah. got a point, yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, we uh, we got, like, mega shit-faced, buddy. Went for a meal, and, uh, and that was basically my weekend. It was pretty nice. good. Well, sounds like a good weekend to me, buddy. Givens, happy times, fun times. So, uh, yeah, I suppose, unless you've got anything else, buddy, we should probably move on. I just need to know uh, one thing, and that's uh, what you're drinking this evening, buddy. <sighs> well, I, uh, I've had a... Uh, what did I have before? I had a uh, happy chappy, beer moretti. Ah, oh, beer moretti. I'm currently drinking a star of Pramen. Nice, he uh, likes it. Got a San Miguel queued up as well. Beautiful, buddy. What about yourself? I've got some little stubby Hop House 13s uh, in a pint glass. And I'll Stubber! Be, I'll be topping that up as the night goes on. Oh, yes. Beautiful times. Why not, eh? I'm a little bit worried at the moment, actually. Uh, I've been to Audi, I think, about three times the past couple of weeks. And it seems to be there's no fucking Project 1079 there anymore. I'm like, what's this? Oh, God. I'm, I'm worried now. Why is why has that I, happened? I don't, is I don't like know. Main beer in it. I haven't inquired about it yet, but I will. Don't you worry. I tell you, when they put windows in the branch near me, I'll, I'll ask them as well. What's going on? <laughs> I'll do that for you. Okay, bye. <coughs> Cheers. Mm. Sweet as the punch. Right, let's go and talk about what we've been playing. So, do you want to get the ball rolling, buddy? What you been up to? Yeah, well, I haven't been playing the bridge after my little rant about it last week. <laughs> yeah, I can it, I can apologize. I can only apologize for that. I just went on for a bit of a tangent about puzzle uh, games. There, it's <laughs> yeah, it's just not quite there. That game is it? It's got no. lots of good concepts, but it's not very fun. No, and that was that was it. I was just like, oh, I'm not enjoying this. Oh, well. No, um, I loaded. I did end up loading up that other game. Um, oh, 2064 it, the, yeah I loaded that up and immediately was met by like a narrator I was like oh fucking sweet I haven't got to read everything in this game played 10 minutes more and I was like oh shit I've got to read everything in this game and well I mean it's all voice. No, I, yeah I know that's just me being me uh, being a retard 
uh, and I wasn't in the mood for reading at that point. So I, I to be honest, the Miss is proper bounced off that because of the uh, voice of the robot. She was like, "This this vo- guy's voice is really fucking annoying. Is this going to be the whole thing?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> She's like, "Well, fuck it then. Just turned it off." Oh, fair dues, you know. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, apart from that, obviously, uh, Destiny Two. Uh, I've been playing. Uh, it's uh, week three of the uh, Dreaming City reset, which means. Um, the Shattered Throne is back, which is the one of the big uh, end game uh, areas or mission kind of things. It's called a dungeon, I believe they call it. And now I'm at a relatively uh, decent power level to attack this. I think it's like a. It's meant to be five ninety. I'm up to about a five seven three, five seven two, somewhere around there. Uh, and I had uh, a couple of guys, uh, John and Trophy, uh, with me, and they're in like the the eighties and the nineties there as well. And, um, yeah, we, we gave it a good go last night. I think it took about two and a half hours to get through the fucking thing. Uh, this is the first time of us doing it, like, legitimately, which was pretty cool. Um, it's a very, very cool um, environment and scenario or whatever. It's a great level, let's just put it that way. It's very well designed. Uh, it's split up into, like, three or... F- I think there's four different sections. Uh, the first one being uh, some sort of puzzle area where you need to find certain icons to unlock the door, uh, whilst also killing loads of fucktards, uh, which is loads of fun. Uh, the second one's like a traversing area. Um, I know Funk's not a big fan of the uh, first-person jumping puzzles, but I'm always a big fan. I don't know about yeah, you, Yeah, I've always quite liked first-person jumping puzzles. I'm not quite sure why, though. I know. Um, I, 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 for me, like... When I'm in first-person games like that, I always try and jump on shit and find my way into things anyway. So, I don't know. I I, I guess it kind of dabbles with that exploration kind of thing in my brain. That same thing with uh, the sort of spatial awareness of where your feet are um, kind of makes life a little bit tricky. Yeah, true. Same with racing games. Like, I've been playing a lot of, like been playing a lot of gt sport and it seems that everyone's using chase cam so they can see all around the car and then yeah, they can so, see when people are like yeah. coming up behind them and block them off and stuff yeah and which is whereas that's not how you would race and like no, you have a rear view mirror yeah so it's kind of <laughs> yeah like it I, I don't think I, i've always quite liked the danger and the peril of like jumping puzzles in first person yeah. but i also realized that often i think it's probably because through like the 90s and the noughties they were done so fucking badly that they've just got like a mega bad rap now <laughs> yeah possibly yeah you're probably right uh the third section is uh, a big old uh fucking ogre boss fight where you have to take down little wizards around the outside charge up some orbs and then fuck shit out of him that was cool that was fucking really hard and then uh, I thought that was the end and Trophy's like oh no we've got to go and beat the boss now I'm like okay and, and this is like this small little platform with hardly any cover and this big fucking wizard and three massive knights with axes um, and you got to kill all three knights at the same time to get the buff and then you could take down the wizard I was like fuck it that took a long time I think it took about I don't know 45 minutes to get that done it was fucking intense hard as fuck mate but Fucking, when I got it done, that satisfaction value was absolutely fucking awesome. Uh, what else is there? Uh, we had to go at the Prestige Leviathan Raid, which is the Leviathan Raid, which we did ages ago, um, but on the Prestige mode, so it's uh, a lot harder. Uh, we, we spent about two hours of that at the weekend um, trying to get the mechanics down because it's all completely fucking different, but the same 
which is kind of fun. So it's, it's just a bit of fun, that. And then finally, buddy, this week is the Festival of the Lost, which um, is oh, about... fuck for that. I uh, know, right? Which is all about dead things, because it's Halloween now. That's a thing as well, I believe. Um, there's stupid masks in there. But one thing that's pretty cool is um, the Infinite Forest. You know that thing that we ran through really quickly because it's a bunch of ball bags. They've actually turned that into like a never-ending fucking horde slash something mode where you like have to just see how far you've got a time limit and you have to see how far you can get through it, which I haven't tried it yet, but it sounds very, very fun. So I'll have to give that a go. Yeah. So there you go. There's your Destiny 2 update, buddy. I'm sure you enjoyed it. You're welcome. What have you been playing? Well, let me tell you. Um, firstly, I've been playing Clash of Carrots. Sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm guessing it's a bag of wank as well. Yeah, don't play that. It's, okay. uh, it was on the store. I don't know if it was a demo or free to play. I only know it was bollocks. It's uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you're... um. I don't even know what you fucking are. It's terrible. I don't even know are why I'm talking carrot? about it. You're a rabbit, I think. And, uh, and you got to eat carrots. These dudes, they're uh, dressed as carrots. And um, they can they, they can spawn either in front of you or behind you. It's like a, a constant, like, infinite runner type thing, but side-scrolling. And you've got, like, a some sort of dash. Um, Your heart's really in this, buddy. I love it. Yeah, I know. I really, <laughs> yeah. Just say it's wank and move on. It's fine. It's some fucking mobile game. It's rubbish. Um, cool. I also right. played um, <laughs> Taiko no Tatsujin Drum Session. I love these games. They're absolutely retarded. It's like, so this is... Um, just beat the drum. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a drum <laughs> game. And it's apparently got its own controller. I've never seen oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, YouTube, that fucking... shit. Looks great. There's um they've been around for quite a while. I remember there was someone like the the Wii and stuff like that that um yeah. I'm pretty sure I had a go on one in like a game somewhere. Where you got your two sticks and you just drum away on it. I'm like, it's yeah, got the drum cool. and it's got the rim, so you can do rim shots. Yeah, you got to do the rim important. shot there. Yeah. Um, nice. Obviously, I don't I don't have that, nor will I invest. So um, I was hoping it would let me do it with um, the move ones. That um, would be very cool. I'd like that, but. It doesn't, and Wank. also that would be fraught with danger. You'd probably just break your move <laughs> once. Um, either way, <laughs> you can yeah, play it on a true. controller, and it sucks on a controller. I bet, yeah. Um, which is the case with all rhythm action games. Like, there's quite yeah. a few games like Res, and um, oh, there's another VR game that's on the controller. I just don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to just push button. It, it's it's it's. <laughs> What's the point? Uh, no, there's no point. It's like a, a um, it's a QTE. Yeah, that, like, there you the go. The whole game is a QTE. Just thinking of the thing, yeah, yeah. Pointless. Yeah. Anyway, like, um, the best is, part of video games. This thing's brilliant in terms of like its production. It's ridiculous. Like it's it's. I don't know if it's Japanese or if it's like a yes. Western pastiche of Japanese. I think it is it's, a it's full-on Japanesey title, isn't it? Yeah, all the vo- voicing is is in Japanese. So that's cool. But uh, yeah, the, the music's a complete wank on there. Um, so those are two things that are terrible that I played this week. Moving forwards, buddy. Um, <laughs> Gran Turismo Sport is really good. 
This game is controller, great. No, on the controller. <laughs> yes. Um, and I have been doing a load of the online races this week. Um, on the controller or on the wheel? On the controller. I did a couple on the wheel, and then I did a couple on the controller. And I came to the conclusion that this game is not a wheel game. Like, and I know that uh, in the, the the grand championships they all used wheels, but I also know that some of them were controller gamers, and they were like top ten in the world. And they yeah. were forced to use a wheel for that event, um, that's, which that's I think tells you all you need to know. Like, if they would be choosing to use, if if the, someone who's on the top ten leaderboards of that game is using a control pad, then there's probably, I don't know. It, I just think it says something that they yeah, aren't really it using does. On, the on the real racing simulator or whatever it is. Yeah, it just feels um, so woolly, and we're used to playing more simmy games like project cars and and f1 uh, it just doesn't work very well um on on the wheel for me but on the controller it's really fun it's like an old school well it's like an old school gran turismo and yeah. um it's got great tracks they keep adding more and more content i've been working my way through it uh, i've now finished all of the campaign so that's the uh the thing where you do the challenges the thing where you do the um like learning the corners and doing the hot laps around the tracks. I've done all of that. Um, and I've, I earned like a hell of a lot of credits doing that. So I bought like 50 cars and then, um, now I've been playing on the online races and there's a like FIA official like races. There's races that start every like 20 minutes. So you can jump in and qualify for them. And then it loads you into the race when the timer ticks down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's clean racing because of the system they've got in there for penalties, which they've been working on and perfecting. Um, means that it's not a sh- it's not a shit show. People don't bump you off, man. And if they do, they get like a ten second penalty that they have to try and like run down whilst driving along. So they're fucked. So no one hits anyone. Like it feels really fair. And and obviously, some people will hit each other because of lack of skill or judgment. Um, or whatever, but uh, yeah, I've had like 20 races on that thing over the last couple of days. Uh, ev- all of them clean, like no one like knocking into me or anything. I'm finishing like fifth, sixth out of 15 each time, something like that. It's very addictive. I'm really enjoying it. I'd nice, highly recommend buddy. it. If you haven't got a wheel, this is your game for, for racing. Yeah. Um, it, I would I would recommend buying this over... Uh, any of the other racing games, yeah, F1 on the or console. Yeah. Project Cars, hundred percent. It's uh, it's a better controller game than all of the others. So nice. So yeah, there's GT Sport, and finally, buddy, let's head into VR Town or VRTN. It depends how you want to say it. Um, because this week, I was spoiled with a couple of new VR demos and a free to play title. So I thought I'd get stuck in and try those out. Fuck, son. Nice. Mm. So what you been? Uh, what's uh, what's been happening in Vyarton Town? Uh, well, firstly, that Astrobot rescue mission, which has been uh, really highly rated, like some some regard it as the like the killer app for the PSVR. Um, and I would have jumped straight in on that, but it was like thirty five, forty quid. And nice. I don't know how long it is. Um, I had I do now, but I didn't. And it seemed very much to me, uh, someone who's picked up quite a few VR games, but all of them for sub 30 quid and, and, you know, this 
the art style of this kind of made it feel a little bit like the sort of free stuff that you get on the PSVR demo discs and um, and also the the sort of robots thing that you got when you first turned the console on. Um, oh yeah, those little gimboy things them up in the Dual Shock and yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, this is a this is a platformer, a three D platformer uh, where you control a little robot. Uh, and you've got to collect coins and other little robots whilst defeating enemies, and there are also boss battles. So in that regard, it's it's your classic, like, Super Mario 3D, like, Rayman 3D sort of game. Um, but obviously it's VR, so it's got that kind of moss thing going on. Um, and so, for example, at the very beginning of the first level, uh, you flick the, uh, the DualShock touchpad to like shoot your dude out and then you can take control just a standard platformer controls extra jump square to hit um but the levels are beautifully designed all around you so to get along uh, a walkway in the top left i had to literally go behind myself as in me in vr so i've i've got to kind of jump up a little set of steps like on the right beside me and then I sort of spin my head round look behind me and there's like a couple of jumps to make along there and literally walk him all the way around and you're just in the levels um as you get through to like different sections uh the camera will um curate your experience and take you through it so you're not actually moving um your way through the levels yeah uh you're just controlling the robot uh, and that was perfectly done at all times no sort of motion problems or anything there um really interesting levels like it, and it looks brilliant as well like in terms of the graphics of it um it's the best thing i've ever seen in in the headset it can be a little fuzzy and a little woolly this is sharp man like really sharp and uh looks really good uh really snappy controls uh pretty simplistic at this early stage but the fact that this was a demo and it's two levels um and also the, the first half of a boss battle, and there was enough there for me to see that no, that there's there's plenty going on here. This is you know really interesting. Um, so yeah, it's something it's, to pick up in the future then. Or it's, it's fucking fantastic. Soon? Yeah, it's um, it's it's just really good. It's just it's just exactly the sort of thing you want. Um, I think that Moss showed that. You can have these VR experiences. That's not. It's not a shooting gallery, and you haven't necessarily got to be moving. Mm. Um, you can put the player inside the level of a platformer, and that will still feel really special. It's very difficult to explain that to people who haven't played those sorts of games. Um, I know the missus had a friend around when she was playing through Moss, and on the TV screen, it just looked like a conventional platformer. Yeah, the three D. She was yeah. sort of like, "Why are you?" Like in a headset, it just seems like a waste of time. But this does things that Moss like could have only dreamt of. Really, there, there's a couple of occasions where um, it literally you, you go behind a wall and you have to look round the corner. You, yeah. you have to physically look round the corner to see where you're going next. That's cool. It's uh, it's just really good. Just feels great controls great and uh it looks far meatier than i was expecting it's a full campaign this game it's it take you several several hours to complete it's um not necessarily completely overpriced like i thought it was because i was just yeah, assuming yeah. it was a vr game that um was very limited in its uh in its play length but it isn't 
Nice, buddy. Well, yeah, like I said, yeah, probably one to definitely pick up in the future then, I guess. Yeah, all the VR games go down real quick, so um, because there's only sort of three million of us, so uh, <laughs> nothing holds its value for very long, True. <laughs> which is fine. Um, so, yeah, the other one, the other demo that I played was uh, it's a game called Animal Force, um, and this is kind of weird. Um, yeah. And I didn't necessarily odd. like it. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're um you play this with a single move controller and uh you kind of you're above you're orbiting a planet so you're kind of above the surface of a planet but you can move around the planet by holding the trigger down and and flying basically your move controller doubles as this little rocket ship. Okay. Um so yeah, the game is is essentially a tower defense game and the so you fly around the planet and if you touch, the, there's animals just, like, floating in the atmosphere, like pandas and shit. I don't know why. I can't explain yeah, it. That's what pandas the do. They're always floating in the atmosphere of planets, <laughs> gas giants, that sort of thing. Um, Guess. So, yeah, you can... If you touch the animals with your rocket, then they uh, are added to your stack of animals, um, of course, and yeah. then you can place any animal that you've picked up by just clicking the trigger wherever it is, and it will sit there in the air. Um, and it's basically a tower defense. So these portals open with uh, enemies on lines, like alien spaceships on literal drawn lines, so you can see what path they're going to take. And the idea of the game is collect animals and place them. If you place them near enough to these tracks where the uh, spaceships are going to go, then they'll shoot them and blow them up. And you've got to position all your animals in a way that stops the spaceships from getting down to the planet and trying to, like, take humans, you know, abduct, that sort of thing. That's the game, as far as I can tell. I'm really struggling to follow what the fuck that game is, but yeah. it's Yeah, it's it's floating pandas that you, you can place in the atmosphere of a planet. Right. So essentially, the game is um, like those old Allied Assault games or whatever, where yeah, um, that's where kind got, of like, what the I had on the brain. ground, and you're shooting yeah. the. It's like it's like asteroids, um, yeah. but in 3D, and yeah. you can place your attacking units in the air wherever you want. So, for example, like a, it's kind of like a tower defense in, game. Absolutely, well. tower defense. Okay, got yeah. you. Yeah. So the one of the enemy's paths might be a big spiral. And you can place one of your pandas in the middle of the spiral so that as the enemies come down the line, <laughs> it shoots all the way around them. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't okay. understand why they were pandas. Um, Panda watch. Who can say? Uh, either way, oh. it's it's a demo on the store if you want to give that a go. Uh, it, like Astrobot Rescue Mission, was very aggressive in its attempts for me to make a purchase in that. <laughs> It literally popped up halfway through a level, like, buy, buy, and it had, like, buy highlighted and continue not highlighted, and it asked me, like, three times, and then I deleted it. So there we go. Nice. Finally. Finally, buddy. Yeah, Um, Free-to-play game, Dark Eclipse. It's a VR MOBA. Oh, okay. Um, And I suppose it's a MOBA. Was it, I was going to say, is this your, like, is this going to get you into MOBAs now? 
Uh, I don't think so. This yeah. certainly isn't, uh, and I don't think anything <laughs> will. But um, it's got some interesting <laughs> stuff going on. It's um, the closest that I've come so far to playing something that is like a tabletop game in VR. Um, and essentially, you've got like a, an isometric, like nine by nine grid in front of you. Um, it looks a bit like sort of Marble Madness or something in terms of its like retro graphics. Um, and then it's 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 a MOBA, so you've got a tower your end in the corner. There's an enemy tower the other end. You've got a hero. They've got minions, and you use a single uh, move controller, or you can use the DualShock. I got the impression from using the move controller that it would be better to use the DualShock. Um, or it's a shit game. It's only one of those two things. But either way, um, so yeah, you can pick up like the orb above your hero and then you can just move it wherever you want on the map and drop it and then she'll go there and she'll take her minions with her. Um, it seemed like the idea was to um, sort of strengthen your base so if you make a, uh, another tower on an adjoining square to your tower then the enemy has to attack that one first That's, and it yeah, saves get, your yeah, main yeah. one um and then there were there were some trees and stuff so you could kind of mine resources um sounds a bit like civ it, it had a little touch in, a way, of that. Or to, in some way shape or form it, it felt, like a it felt way. far more rts than moba to me um, yeah but on a very small scale but there was there's something to be said for a game where you can a tabletop game like if I, if you hold the top button down on the uh on the move controller then you can you can use that to move all around the map and i can fly around the table and you're looking from top down you can hold triangle yeah, see, and, and that's, that's all change I want. the altitude I want, yeah um, that's what i want i want that i want a game like that it's yeah, really good and you can park yourself in the middle of the map and then you know as you move your player across that you see them sort of walk under you it's all in 3d it there's the, they've got something here. Um, I haven't played it versus a human yet, and that's the idea of the thing. Uh, I did the tutorial and then played against the AI for a couple of matches to try and sort of suss the thing out. Um, I need to try it with a dual shock, but uh, it's quite Moorish the gameplay. And um, yeah, there's a couple of games. There's a couple of games on the store now that are like strategy games in VR. Um, and this was proof to me that that is a that is a really viable thing. Like that's a proper legitimate thing, because it's perfect to be able to be able to hover above the battlefield and move all around it, control your units and drag and drop them places. Like I don't think this quite gets it right, but when something does, then that thing's going to be a proper killer app for VR. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. That's going to be cool as fuck. So yeah, it's um it's well worth checking out. Uh, as is Astrobot Rescue Mission. Dust off your headsets, buddies. If you've uh, if you took the plunge back in the day, <laughs> of course GT Sport, great VR mode in that as well. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit VR-ish, and uh, that's all my bits, buddy. Nice, buddy. I love you, bits. Cheers, buddy. Well, uh, I suppose we move on then. And now it's time for the news. No news. <laughs> no news. No news. Fucking news. Number one. Number wang. Number wang. Uh, Brandon Lucas, aka Golden Mods, and 
Colton Conter. Fucking Americans. Colton Conter. It's not names. Yeah. Great name. AKA Eccentric with an EX. Uh, are being sued by Epic Games for cheating on Fortnite. Specifically, um, streaming their cheating on Fortnite and promoting the sale of mods that other people can buy to also cheat on Fortnite. Um, this is the first time they've properly gone for uh, YouTubers, especially big YouTubers. Lucas specifically has 1.3 million subs on YouTube, regularly gets... Like over 700,000 views on his videos. Um, a lot of these videos showing him cheating uh, at Fortnite. Uh, he, this guy regularly makes videos where he picks on new players, something that he can deduce from their like level or their skins that they're using. Uh, nice. And then uses aimbots to troll them over and over again and make sure that their experience is completely ruined. Um, what a both, guy. <laughs> both, both YouTubers, uh, Golden Mods and Eccentric, uh, advertise cheat websites as part of their videos, including like full links to websites where you can buy packages to the tune of 250 £300 for cool. um, like a hack suite where you can pick your Fortnite starting level, get 2 billion credits to your character straight away, and then set aimbots and cheats as standard. Um, Brilliant. So yeah, Epic are coming after these guys in a big way. Um, Brandon Lucas released a statement saying he's being discriminated against by Epic. Yeah, um, definitely. Because uh, he says there are loads of people cheating and making cheat videos and stuff without recrimination. Um, he says he's just a kid making videos for people to enjoy, buddy. Yeah, I can... I understand. But <laughs> fuck that guy. He's a tool. Fuck that guy uh, and yeah. the other dude. Um, I mean, surely Epic should be going after these cheap fucking um, websites more than these guys are making videos on how to cheat. But they should. Um, they absolutely. I'm sure should. that they've got things in the work for that. Right? You would think, anyway. I think so. I mean, you have to be a special kind of cunt to make mm-hmm. the world be rooting for a giant corporation like Epic. <laughs> like, to put yourself as a, as an individual in a position where everyone in the games, like, everyone who loves video games and follows it, anyone in the gaming communities, is is rooting against you when, when you're, like, going up against a fucking global conglomerate like that. Yeah. I just think that tells you a lot. It really does tell you a lot. They've done but, well. They've, they've done well. Just yeah, I mean, way. these guys are... <laughs> They're making substantial advertising revenue off of fucking everyone over. Um, so hopefully they get completely fucked over as well, buddy. Fingers crossed they, uh, they get absolutely cleaned out, frankly. Um, yeah, you would hope so. And it'll, it'll really put a marker down for um, Ooh, everyone man. else, basically, uh, in terms yeah, of... Yeah, it'll set a stance, won't it, for them? Yeah, yeah I mean, all these imagine, other people that do the cheating. Yeah, dozens I mean, of channels like would be shitting themselves, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, there's always like the the classic ban hammer that comes along with you know people that cheat, but there's nothing stopping those people just making new accounts. You know, like they all do. It's that simple. But if um if it does go through legally, then yeah, I mean that that's gonna fucking. Hopefully teach them a lesson and teach others as well. But then again, you know, 
what's the whole saying of you cut one head off and then two spawn in its place or whatever there's always going to be some cunt making videos about all these things showing people how to fucking mod systems or do whatever to get an upper edge and upper hand you know it's like those fucking controllers with like the rapid fire turbo button yeah Yeah, like well that was it back in the day i remember having one on the snes where it had like three settings of how fast the button would go but you've got them that like people use for like cod and stuff like that and it's you know it's just fucking unfair you know it's like what kind of person would use a mouse and keyboard on a PS4 if they were playing a game? I mean, what kind <laughs> would do that? <laughs> it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't help matters that, uh, that this is this is the Fortnite community. I mean, it's become yeah. so such a gigantic clusterfuck at this point that I think traditional gamers, I, I suppose, probably mainly ignore Fortnite at this point. I would imagine. Yeah, um, but then then again, you know, you, you're looking at like the future of. Uh, the future generation of gamers, which are like fucking addicted to this game, and uh, are getting into such bad habits with their like fucking spending money on like microtransactions and things like, or spending their parents' money on it, you know. And and th- this is it. This is getting things ready for the future to become. Because obviously, it's it's been such a big hit. It's it's like other people obviously use this practice, and they're just going to double down on it. Because they make so much money out of it, and I don't know. All I can say uh, at this point yeah. is I'm just really glad that I I haven't played all the games. Because yeah. there's going to come a point, and it's not that far away, where there are no longer games released that I want to play. At which point, <laughs> I'm going to have th- to play old games. And <laughs> thankfully, true. there's thousands of them, because... I just I, that's the way it's going. Every 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 year that goes by, there's less and less games come out that I want. And it- see, I think that's where like your your indie developers are gonna fucking pull through because there's always gonna be people wanting to make these games. They might not be as big and flashy as the games that we're used to nowadays, but there will still be those experiences there. Absolutely, he's absolutely right. And speaking of, buddy, um, that probably leads me quite nicely on to number two in the news, which is uh, the EACEA, which has nothing to do with EA despite featuring it twice. (laughs) Uh, This is the EU Education, Audiovisual and Cultural Executive Agency. Uh, This is a a European organisation designed to um, support ventures across Europe that are worth supporting uh, in the education, cultural, and audiovisual sectors. Uh, And part of that involves them supporting and helping funding uh, video games, uh, especially from indie developers. So um, they published a document this week showing 30 different indie games that they're co-funding in the coming months. Uh, And there were some quite interesting ones on there. I've picked three out. Obviously, we can't talk about all of them. uh, firstly, uh, Frozen Byte uh, making Trine 4 with the help of this uh, EACEA. Uh, they're helping funding Trine 4, which is brilliant. Uh, the third game we would have loved to have played, but it was local only. And this was a, a budgetary constraint that led them to be in that situation where they didn't uh, implement that online co-op. Yeah, which is a big shame. It is I mean, I feel like we great. should still pick it up and do it on SharePlay or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could be worth it. Um it's 
the well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit later in the news about an option for PC players uh, to, to to play that as well, which might be worth thinking about. But yeah, try and four. Um, the Bloober team, the guys behind Layers of Fear, um, they are working on an underwater horror title, which sounds quite interesting. I think it's got the working title H two O. Um, and Revolution Good Software, morning. who are a UK studio famous for Broken Sword, uh, which is a cool set of point-and-click adventures, um, among other games. Yeah. It's, that's one of the games that I always want to pick up constantly. Yeah, it's. Uh, the, the, I think it's the style and the, the script is, is really strong in, in those games and um, makes them quite Moorish. They've been working on a game called Parzival Stone VR. Uh, this is going to be... Uh, some sort of adventure game, apparently, which they're working on at the moment. So, nice. um, yeah, there's a little taster. But, yeah, 30 indie games. Good news. Proof, as you say, that uh, yeah. maybe that's the place to look for video yeah, games these days rather than EA and fucking Ubisoft. <laughs> maybe. Speaking of EA, um, following on from miserable, um, the miserable reveal of Command & Conquer Rivals back in July... Um, yes. This is bearing in mind, you know, it's been quite some time since EA uh, released anything Command and Conquer esque that anyone actually wanted to play. Um, that game is a mobile Command and Conquer, EA's latest cash in. Um, EA producer Jim Vassella says the company is currently exploring options to celebrate the series' 25th anniversary in 2020. Um, Vassella previously worked on. Uh, Command and Conquer Three and Red Alert Three. Um, Command and Conquer Three was decent, actually. Uh, Red Alert Three, not necessarily so decent. Probably my lasting memory of it was that Tim Curry did all of the um, FMV sequences, which is a, quite a boon. Um, yeah, <laughs> and also it launched on consoles, but um, relatively close to Halo Wars, if I remember correctly, and and yeah. probably suffered for that um, on yeah. the 360 at least. Um, so the rumour is a full suite of PC remasters. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Command & Conquer in a, a section coming up later in the show, buddy. But, um, yeah, what do you make of that? Do you do you think anyone gives a shit about this at this point? Is Command & Conquer still something that people give a toss about? I mean, it feels like EA have kind of um, pummeled it into the ground at this point. It's a tough one, because I definitely want a, an RTS to play. I love them. Like, I haven't played one for a fucking long time now, to be honest, which is a shame. Uh, I, I picked up Civ Six. Uh, it's not on the same style as Command and Conquer, but you know, it's got those top-down do stuff mechanics. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if a remaster is what I personally want. I'd rather have a new Command and Conquer, something completely just fucking I don't know something with Command and Conquer like you know you know basics and fundamentals but then fucking throw a curveball in there that's just wow this has progressed this game mode that's been around for so long to the next level I guess I, I think so I maybe mean, that's just a MOBA or whatever well I just don't <laughs> think I mean I think a lot of people would probably say that you can't trust EA to make a new Command and Conquer that's actually any good no so, I don't, I don't so think you might as well have them so. remaster Red Alert and then yeah. you know um, or Tiberium Sun, perhaps. Um, I'll play that. I, I, yeah, I liked those games. I know that uh, there was a Westwood collection uh, a little while ago that you could pick up for about four quid with all mm. of the games included, every single one of them, um, which is pretty ridiculous. 
But, yeah, uh, pretty good. It was such a great series. And uh, as I said, yeah. we will mention it again later in the show. Uh, moving on for now, Bandai Namco is releasing a World War One story-driven game uh, next month called Eleven Eleven Memories Retold. Um, this is a game where you play, it's a third-person adventure where you play as a World War One cameraman uh, shooting pictures in the heat of the battle. Uh, it's got a lovely uh, sort of painterly art style, like really sort of the whole sort of wooliness and it's moving all the time. It, it looks yeah. really nice. Uh, looks like a bit of a winner. Um, and nice. as part of the game's launch, Bandai Namco will be selling a charity DLC pack with extra content, um, and all of the proceeds are going to War Child, the charity War Child looks after kids in war-torn areas and so on. That's a good move. Isn't it? And it's nice yeah. to have a story that's just nice. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why that's in there. Thanks this game change. looks really cool. Um Totally the sort of game that I'd sit down with the missus and play through um, yeah. just on the couch. Um, it's it's fully voice acted. One thing that really struck me watching the uh, the footage from, I think it was from uh, EGX, was the music, the score. Like It sounds like they've got a full-blown fucking orchestra in there. Um, Bandai Namco maybe chucking their clout behind this thing. And um, it, it's just amazing. Like, really sort of high high budget looking thing for for what seems to be essentially a a very simple sort of indie uh walking sim so uh yeah it looks really cool nice yeah i'd definitely keep an eye out for that one buddy gibbons gibbons uh this is something i was alluding to earlier with the the try and three thing uh the latest steam link client update um it's got a, a selection of different features but the one that caught my eye was that it lets you stream to multiple devices at once so that you can play local co-op games with friends online. That's cool. So you can stream Trine 3 to uh, your device and mine, and then we could play it together. So, so it's like um, the, the PS4 share play there, yeah. is it? Yeah, that's really cool. That's nice. Yeah, yeah I don't know how well it works over a network. Um, I don't know if it's limited to households um, or whatever, but uh, I would imagine not. I mean, it's <laughs> it's got that functionality there. Uh, yeah, lots of interesting stuff uh, in there, but the idea that you can stream to to multiples that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. No, that, that's like that's cool. Like, I haven't heard any stuff about Steam that's been good for a while. Yeah, that Steam Link device is so cheap, and um, they have been kind of quietly updating it in the background. Uh, yeah. You start to wonder if it's going to be a bit of a PS Move controller kind of thing, where suddenly they announce some brand new service, and this old piece of kit, or relatively old in the grand scheme yeah, of things, yeah. is like the fucking linchpin for it. Yeah, the, the hub for yeah. success or something, yeah. Pretty cool. Nice. So yeah, that's that. Uh, next, uh, Peter Brackley has died, age 67. He was a, uh, a sports commentator, mainly football, uh, mainly for the BBC, um, but also famously for um, for Pro Evolution Soccer in the early days. We're talking sort of PES 2, 3, yeah. 4 and 5, I think it was. Um, yeah, and so PS2 era, is it? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, Pro Evo 2... And Pro Evo 3, I mean, I remember we used to go around one of my old school friends' houses and play PES 2 and PES 3, um, mm. and Peter Brackley was the commentator, so you'd get wonderful moments <laughs> like, Amoroso! And that sort of thing. Um, 
Ronaldinho. <laughs> it was pretty special. Um, yeah, a lot of people who played Pez back in the day, uh, they will remember this dude fairly fondly. And uh, yeah, he's a cool commentator in general. Gibbons, so buddy. I thought it was worth a mention. Yeah. Uh, next, PlayStation briefly had a massive issue where if you received a message containing certain emojis and symbols, it could brick your system. Brilliant. Yeah, so this was just a message you could receive. The first known instance of it was uh, some dude was playing Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, he killed some dude, then received a message from him, and when he opened it, his console crashed and wouldn't boot again. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, this is some sort of something to do with you know it, they were coming up as those question mark boxes so it's obviously something that's not compatible with the messenger system i don't know if they were maybe being sent from a phone app rather yeah, than the or actual pc system. or something, something um, yeah but it was it, it was not necessarily quite as bad as as bricking the system it was originally reported that you basically you had to just like fire up firmware from scratch and re-download all your games but actually you could uh, you could rebuild the database through safe mode. Not that it's common knowledge how to get there uh, for most true. PlayStation users. Um, anyway, uh, a patch was rolled out today, actually. Um, 6.02, which fixed it. So it's not something to be worried about anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, the service was also properly flaky last night for several hours. Yeah, uh, that I'm, pissed me right off. I'm not sure <laughs> uh, if that was related uh, Possibly, but who knows? I, I think that there was a Battlefield Alpha going on uh, last okay. night, and also this is kind of COD launch week, and I think the two things maybe combined to overwhelm it a little bit. Possibly. But it was pretty annoying. Yes, it was incredibly annoying trying to fucking get in a fire team last night, or even just load up Destiny. Yeah. It was a massive ball bag. Proper Ruined sucky. raid night, buddy. Not cool. <laughs> no. Uh, Rockstar's in trouble for bragging about 100-hour working weeks. Uh, this was a, an interview earlier in 2018. Of course, Rockstar had been in mega trouble before with uh, um, the rights of their employees and so on. Um, but in, in interviews a little while ago, Dan Hauser was going on about how the team were work regularly working 100-hour weeks in the lead-up to releases. Uh, that, that, by the way, works out at 14 hours a day, seven days a week. Um so this received like <laughs> mass do. condemnation from everyone. Yeah, um, it did. I think Polygon actually ran like a feature on like how the crunch in the industry is like there's no place for it in this day and age and so on. Um, and I think that the sort of level of contempt towards Rockstar in the lead up to you know their biggest release for like five years actually led Hauser to release a statement, which is not a common thing for the Hauser brothers to do. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. He said, among other things, this. Uh, we obviously don't expect anyone else to work this way. Across the whole company, we have some senior people who work very hard purely because they're passionate about a project or their particular work, and we believe that passion shows in the games we release. But that additional effort is a choice, and we don't ask or expect anyone to work anything like this. Lots of our senior people work in an entirely different way and are just as productive. I'm just not one of them. No one senior or junior <laughs> is ever forced to work hard. I believe we go to great lengths to run a business that cares about its people and to make the company a great place for them to work. 
I feel like like this was kind of like a flippant remark or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, we've been putting in hundred hour wigs, kind of like yeah. And what I cut out yeah. from the 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 conversation was that he then went on and listed like all of the different things in the game. He was like, oh yeah, there's three hundred seventy thousand animations. There's bloody 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 blah. yeah. Just it's just getting... like no one fucking cares, mate. You know, no. like uh, and the the fact that it, it's got it got taken this far. I feel like it's just a bit retarded. Well, it's the nature of the world we live in, man. Yeah, I know. Any chance for outrage and people fucking jump on there. It's like they they clearly wouldn't be like, you have to work this at these hours and that is it. No, clearly not. Like like he said in his statement, it's like, I mean, if people want to work that, like, then yeah, go nuts. But... You don't. They're not contracted in for a fucking hundred hours a week, or no, exactly. Or, and and then the 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 system is different in the states. Granted, in terms of uh, employment contracts and stuff, like I think people are more likely to be screwed over out there. Certainly mm. in in the UK, especially, you, you are very well protected as an employee in this country. Uh, you sign a contract; it has to be reasonable. I don't think you can legally work that many hours in this country, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, granted, there have been really bad reports about Rockstar in the past, about crunch periods, people working like loads of hours, people having to leave because they just couldn't take the amount of fucking work that they were, were kind of having to do. And it's all very well saying they're not forced to, to work those hours, but you can easily be marginalised and slowly crowbarred out of a business if you're not yeah, putting obviously. that time and effort in. It's, I guess so, We have yeah, no real way of knowing uh, we don't know. what goes on behind closed doors. All we can say is that the uh, the, the the legal system in the UK especially would yeah. not allow that to happen. No, they um, wouldn't. So you know. You'd have to be put them on some sort of like... Um, some sort of plan and then, you know, they could get absolutely fucking sued to the hilt by a former employee. Yeah, of course if, they could, if, if they were pressurising people to work more than their hours. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, no, fuck that. I think you're right. It was it was just a, a passing flippant brag from Dan Hauser that they're like working, we're working so hard, and he didn't really think about the ramifications of yeah, how that would come across. And then the whole of the, um, of the predominantly left-wing gaming media were like, what the fuck? And, and we're like, we're mental. At the same time, like, it is a concern for these companies. Like, if people are having to work, like, mega, mega hours. Yeah, obviously, yeah. This isn't in, uh, a typical indictment of that, though, I don't think. No. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, a couple more things very quickly from me, buddy. The Discord store, uh, Global Beta, is now live. This is a service that Discord's providing, a bit like a Steam store or something. Uh, there's about 20 games on there available <laughs> to buy at the moment, um, which makes it less like a Steam store in that they're games that you might want to buy and you can find them. Um, it's handy. There's a couple of extra services that they're running here. One of them's called Discord Nitro. That's going to be their subscription service, like uh, uh, their on-demand service. So, you, you know, you've signed the monthly subscription. You can play all the games on the service or whatever. Um, most games included and constantly growing uh, and Discord Universal which will launch any game from anywhere on your system so you don't have to go and fire up fucking Origin or uh, whatever. Uplay. Yeah, Uplay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, obviously, just have to see how that goes. It's early days and um, that's cool. I mean, there's a lot of room for a really good PC game service that curates itself properly. I think that... Well, 
Yeah, go on. If 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 steam could uh, could be taken on in any way, then that's the way that you do it. You, yeah, I mean, you make it so things are easy to find and. Got- yeah, and the fact they've got the user base because of the social aspect of that, you know, it just makes it a million times better. And it, it's fully integrated with fucking so many things as well, like across the internet. It's ridiculous. It's a great Discord. Service, just, Discord. Yeah. We're using, I mean, we're using it right, right now. now. That's how we're, right how we're talking right to each now. other. Now. Exactly. I use it on a daily basis. It's, it's fucking, yeah, it's pretty, insp- uh, pretty special. Gibbons. So yeah, and you're right. Yeah, if any, anything is yeah you know, getting g'd up or anything to take on Steam, then yeah, possibly Discord. Yeah, and if you're gonna take on Steam, then the way to do it, as I said, is to provide a storefront that is sleek, well designed, and easy to find things, and doesn't accept um, everything under the sun. So you don't have to sift exactly. through three thousand yeah. new games each day made from asset flips and and nonsense. So uh, there's definitely a market there. Gibbons. Uh, finally, from me, buddy, uh, Hitman 2's first elusive target has been announced, and it's going to be Sean Bean, not playing himself, but <laughs> he's going to be the first character that you can kill, which is quite cool because that's fucking awesome. He dies in everything, so yeah, uh, of course he does. <laughs> now you can kill him in uh, Hitman 2. Uh, see, I want to get it, but no, uh, it's just, no. Be we'll great. wait. It's going to be excited. good, but we're going to miss out on these contracts. But hopefully, they'll do what they did last time and bring them back at some point. I think. I think they will. I mean, especially yeah. now this time, it's not episodic. That's true. So I think there's more scope for regurgitating content, whereas last time they were kind of keeping it fresh by announcing these elusives alongside new chapters. So um, yeah, yeah, true. Should be good. So yeah, that's me, nice. buddy. Lengthy news, lots to talk about. Um, we're heading into that period of the year where it's all go in the games industry so that's why I've got so much to say um, but for now buddy I think it's probably time for me to hand over to you for my favourite section and I'm sure the listeners as well and that of course is Ash's News Favourite Things of the Week If you like news but hate information you have found the right place Ash's News Favourite Thing of the Week uh, Cheers buddy Yeah, staying with Hitman at the moment uh, there's going to be a competitive 1v1 ghost mode Ooh. in Hitman 2, which uh, looks pretty fun. I will have to try and defeat you at Hitmanning at some point when we get that game. Absolutely. It's very, very good, that. Oh, damn. Fucking Hitman. Looks so good. Uh, next, buddy. Uh, Xbox new avatars are now available for everyone. There you go. Jazz up your avatar on Xbox if you've got one. Yeah, man. I'm. Uh, by the way, I uh, don't think I'd oh. mentioned. No. I am going to get one of those. What an Xbox One! Yeah, I've got uh, hundred quid's worth of vouchers for Argos, which I won in a weird competition before I left my shitty job. Was it a um, masturbating competition? It wasn't, but I would have certainly have won that one. Are you um, playing Spunky Biscuit? It, it, it's a <laughs> first to go. It's a good name for a. A pet spunky biscuit. Yeah, I like um, it. Shouting it in the park. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the Xbox One S is currently two four nine with like three games and two controllers, and yeah. I I suspect that's going to drop below two hundred on Black Friday. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my Damn aim. You. That that's, clearly means I have to buy one now. 
That's what I'm going for. Uh, figure, <laughs> pick up Forza Horizon and uh, Master Chief Collection and some Gears of War games, and I'm fucking. Let's see if we can do the old game sharing on that, buddy. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a certainly a viable option. But yeah, so I think with my hundred quid's worth of vouchers, I reckon I'll probably be able to pick one up for sort of seventy, eighty quid on Black Friday. Okay, okay. I mean, I'll have to think about some finances. I wish I hadn't just spunked a load of money on some headphones right now, but you know. I'm sure I'll make it happen somehow. <laughs> I just figure the tellies, it's still not really there with the tellies. No, the, it's, the not, 4K, mate, I know. it's still it's like, not 4K it's still a grand if you ready. want one with decent HDR in and, and everything. Yeah. So it's just not there. why not just get a new system that allows me to play some games that I don't currently have access to? And especially as yeah. I've got the vouchers, it wouldn't be viable otherwise. But uh, I love it. That's the plan. Thing. Nice, buddy. That's yeah. nice. Uh, what was I talking about? I don't know. Earlier this week, uh, Blizzard confirmed... Uh, no, there was rumours, I was going to say, that uh, the Diablo 3 uh, devs are working on cross-play support. Uh, which was nice. I was like, oh, that's cool. Then later nice. on in the week, um, they confirmed that, no, there isn't. <laughs> Excellent news. Good stuff. I that was worth... Uh, I, I had both of those news articles down, and I, did, I only realised that when... <laughs> when uh, I was just scrolling through it just now. So, you know, it goes hand in hand, really. Well, thank you for uh, that. Got, you're welcome. Uh, we've had about the PS4 massive hack attack. Um, Sony is hiring for the PS5, apparently. There was um, a job title in on LinkedIn for a senior product management uh, manager. There you go. I mean... So, it's happening. Yeah, well, it's a bit late for release <laughs> next year, though, isn't it? I, that's pretty much what I got from it. So it, it means know. it means it's going to be twenty twenty. You would have thought so. At that has to be. Kind of, if yeah. they're only just out, well, I'm trying to find out if there's any more information about the job title, but not really. Came in developer kits. Apparently, there's claims that developer kits are out in the open. Uh, these people are guessing that it might make an appearance at E3 2019. Uh, that was always what I thought it would be. Um... <laughs> No, I mean you, you. You reckoned this time next year, didn't you? And yeah, uh, I reckon this time next year. Uh, and I reckoned the year after, but I wasn't sure mm. when. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's as I said. Like if if they're hiring for it now, even if it's just their marketing campaign, then yeah, I can't see it happening this time next year. But uh, mm. yeah, you don't know. Maybe they wait another year, and you know the uh, the new chipsets on the new graphics cards have been out in the open a bit longer they come down in price yeah, a little true. bit I don't know see how Get, it goes go Ryzen yeah. perhaps Ooh, you'd expect the uh, the dev kits to be out in the open at least like in terms of yeah, target exactly. power yeah, at this point yeah or like some similarly specced PCs yeah they're going to be x86 aren't they so it's not like it's going to yeah. be anything sort of surprising to anyone but true yeah. Uh, Xbox One systems. So you, you, I know someone that's getting Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, you can, uh, the uh, update preview um, adds mouse and keyboard support now. There you Excellent. go. Excellent. Good news, buddy. I'll use that. Yep. Yeah, of course you will. Uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken. Uh, if you own Destiny 2 and you buy Forsaken, you now get Curse of Osiris and Warmind included in that. So you haven't got to buy every fucking piece of DLC. You just buy one. And you get it all. It was insane that that wasn't the case in the first place. I know. Don't. I don't <laughs> well, they're a business, mate. That's how they make money, I guess. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. Um, 
Triarch uh, is looking at Blackout's play account. Uh, let me just open this up because there were some numbers. There was the number 88 and 100 in there. I just got to remember what those numbers mean. Uh, give me a sec. Uh, 88 um, was the beta total. Yeah, so uh, it says uh, <laughs> certain modes uh, uh, have been updated. Uh, so four-player squads are now 88 instead of 100. So that has dropped down. But they're boosting duos from 88 up to 100 on okay. the platforms. So... They're, they're messing about with it, so, you know, um, it seems to have fucking done really well, that, to be honest. Everyone's fucking streaming it at the moment, and it's pretty big. It's reviewed brilliantly as well. It, it looks yeah. like, it, you know, hijacking that Royale mode and doing it, doing yeah. it right. That's and doing made a all good the difference. job. I don't yeah, remember I COD so. having so much buzz around it for about six, no. seven years. So Me neither. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, no, it, it, they, I mean, we, we mocked them a lot. When they they announced it, yeah. it's like oh, jumping on the bandwagon. And then we played it, like, and we realized it was very good. It was a pretty decent game. Um, still pretty slow for my liking. Um, but that that's that game mode. That's yeah. what that game mode is. If you like that you know. sort of game, then it's the one for you. Yeah, uh, if you're on a console, yeah. I mean, we still haven't played Battleground, but I don't feel like I would enjoy that. I, I feel like I would enjoy COD more than. But I, th- I mean, else. I think if it's a pacing issue for for you, then that's going to be even worse. Yeah, probably no. judging from what exactly. I've seen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, finally, buddy, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two reviews are going live the day before on the twenty fifth. So if you don't want to pre order it, you can fucking see what the reviews are saying a day before and then pre order it because it's fucking Red Dead Two, mate. Givens, yeah. So the. Uh, it- I think it's Friday. You're going to be able to start preloading it from Friday. It's 100 gigs, isn't it? The uh, yeah, Gibbons. Yeah. Oh, I've still got a couple more bits. Actually, I forgot that I wrote some down. Actually, in the notes. Do it. Um, so, uh, the fucking uh, a speedrunner um, missed out <laughs> uh, on beating. I think it's his own time on. Was it San Andreas? Was it? I it think was it San was. Andreas. Yeah, yeah, San Andreas. Um, he was on a fucking stonking run. Um, so beating it by like two tenths of a second or whatever it is for speedruns to make it really good. Uh, when he's driving around and a button, a button combination of uh, WASD um, spawned a helicopter in his path. Yeah, he activated Which- his cheat code <laughs> during a speed run, and it dropped right in front of him, right just stopped him dead. Him. And he's he's on cam as well, and he just literally goes. <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, man, it's so, so harsh. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, special. Uh, poor guy. Um, yeah, sad. Uh, and finally, buddy, a bit of um, switch hacking news here um, for you and anyone else that's thinking about picking up a switch or has got a switch that they're going to be hacking. Uh, I know someone that's got one. Um, but yeah, um, the SX OS, the, the, the OS that you can purchase, I think it's like 20 quid or 20 bucks or something like that. Um, once again, I highly recommend it. I'm not an advocate of spending money for piracy, but this thing's fucking really good. Uh, and they've just released their 2.2 beta or beta, whatever you want. And this allows, um, loading games from USB mass storage. So when it's docked, you just plug your hard drive in and then you've got all the games. Nice. And yeah. obviously this thing doesn't inherently mean that you're pirating games. Oh, no. Obviously, I'm backing up those games. You it's, know. Uh, but, you know, bearing in mind the news we've had from Epic this week, 
this uh, this is just a, a a choice in terms of firmware, buddies. Indeed, yeah, I don't like that Nintendo firmware. It's ball bags. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you can run your backups from a USB drive now. Pretty important considering the size of the internal memory of that thing. Yeah, I mean, you can always buy like a big fucking uh, micro SD card, but yeah, a big old flash. The majority of people have probably got 500 gig hard drives just kicking about. You know, just use that instead. Gibbons. Yeah. So there you go, buddy. That's uh, my news favorite things this week. Oh, thanks very much, buddy. That was your news. Before, of course, that was my news. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, was the news. And now it's time for Out This Week. Let's take a look at some games coming out this week. Probably filled with microtransactions that crazy pay to win mechanics. Because fuck you all. Fuck you That's out this week. Yes, good week this week. Gibbons, buddy, uh, I won't dwell. Just Dance 2019 arrives on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Wii, 360, and Wii U. That's the Wii U there. And the Wii. Mm. Um, (laughs) My Hero One's Justice, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Nickelodeon Kart Racers, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Uh, And... Red Dead Redemption 2 arrives this week on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. That's on the 26th of October. Payday. It's a beautiful thing, and uh, I'm very excited. Uh, it's kind of crept up a little bit. Uh, I yeah, think it's because they don't weeks, make such it? a mega, mega song and dance as most publishers do. Mm, um, true. We just had those sort of three videos uh, getting us in the mood, but um, I like I like it. I like Ooh. the fact that the uh, online's not going to hit until I'll have inevitably finished the campaign. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like that break as well because it means that I'm not just going to jump in with like all my mates and just go ah gunslinging. Woo woo! I think if the <laughs> online launched at, at the at the at the, at the same time as the single player, then a lot of people would never end up actually playing all the way through the single player. Yeah, because um, that that happened with um, GTA Five on the PS4 for me. Uh, I did end up going through and finishing it, but you know I took a massive break uh, from the storyline on that, and I was really and so did you, didn't you? To took a fucking long time to get through the actual campaign, didn't you? I think. Uh, quite a while. I yeah, I think I played like like you did. I played like twenty hours, and then six months later, I finished it, kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah, that was just it was one of those things. Like, online all the way through that. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, this this time last year, I was playing through The Witcher Three with the misses. Um, we've kind of had a hankering for a while. We finished off at a Noir, and um, yeah, well up for this. It's going to be cool. Gibbons, buddy. Sorry, I'm just in a daydream of fucking Red Dead, I'm thinking about how awesome it's going to be. Gibbons, it's going to be, gonna be so good. Yeah. So yeah, those are the games that are out this week. And now it's time for the JFG Top 5.
So what's the top five, top five this week, buddy? Um, I made this. Uh, it's a kind of devil's advocate type thing. Um, it won't be popular, but I do uh, finish it off by giving a good old kicking. So this is... Uh, <laughs> there was A few weeks ago, there was so much news surrounding EA and how terrible they are. Um, there still kind of is. like Every week we hear like all of this terrible stuff. Uh, about EA, and um, I wanted to just just for sort of devil's advocate's sake, uh, put together a top five list of games or franchises that EA has improved or at least <laughs> briefly improved. Yeah, okay, go on then. It was really hard, and that tells you a lot about EA as a company. It was really <laughs> hard. Like they've taken over so many games and so many studios, and I was really scraping the fucking barrel for uh, for five that they'd improved in that time. Um, either way, I did kind of manage it. So here we go, buddy. Uh, number one, uh, Burnout. Burnout. Uh, yeah. Electronic cool. Arts bought Criterion in 2004 uh, after the release of Burnout 2. Um... Now, a lot of people think Burnout 2 is the best Burnout. Uh, I think Burnout 3 is the best Burnout. Burnout 3 Takedown. I'm going to go with Burnout 3 Takedown, yeah. That was a very, very good game. Fucking awesome game. A hell of a lot, yeah. So, after it, so EA picked it up after Burnout and Burnout 2 had released. And then the, the next two games were Burnout 3 Takedown and Burnout Paradise. Uh, and they, I think, are the two best games in the franchise. Yeah. So regardless of what Agreed. happened to Criterion afterwards, um, well, yeah, I think they're they're mainly turning their hands to uh, doing the vehicle sections for Battlefield these days um, <laughs> as part of <laughs> the EA do. juggernaut. Um, yeah, it, it, Burnout was improved by the purchase from EA. Good. Two. It's just weird hearing that. I know. I know. <laughs> um, Titanfall. The first game was just published by EA. Uh, they had no involvement in the actual creation. Uh, then they bought Respawn um, and didn't fuck with it before they released Titanfall 2, which is yeah. infinitely better than the original. Now, I mean, what a big downfall. Not downfall, but you know, one of the issues with the original Titanfall was obviously it was an Xbox One exclusive and it didn't have that fucking awesome campaign as well that Titanfall 2 had. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. So, EA came in and bought Respawn, and then Titanfall 2 came out, and it was multi-platform Much, and had a campaign yeah, mode. Yeah, I guess there you go. That's it, really, isn't it? Yeah, because they obviously did an Xbox One exclusive for money. Yeah, it was Respawn. Uh, Microsoft know. chucked a load of money at them so they could have it as an exclusive yeah, for the Xbox One. Exactly. And then they didn't have to worry about the money so they could do whatever they wanted, I guess. And no obviously way. Titanfall 3 might be an absolute shit show, but we yeah, haven't got knows? that yet. We haven't got so, that yet. Yeah. EA improved Titanfall. Gibbons. <laughs> making me feel disgusting. Um, I don't like this top five. This I'm is sorry. Horrible. Uh, Maxis. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, EA acquired Maxis in 1997. Most people don't realise that, how early they actually acquired them. Um, so it's true, yes, that they killed SimCity. Um, <laughs> because they released that new that SimCity in 2015 that was fucking oh. shite, and then they closed Maxis. To fuck. Yeah, but EA bought Maxis in 1997. And That's true. 
The next two games that were released from Maxis after EA's acquisition were SimCity 3000, which I would maintain is the best SimCity game. Cracking SimCity game, yeah. A lot of purists would say 2000, but I think 3000. Um, and then the next title they released was The Sims. And everyone knows how good The Sims is. The original Sims was absolutely... Ah, uh, don't. It was a so many hours. Hit. It was so many hours yeah. fucking spent and on that game. And the next game they released in the same year as The Sims was Sim Golf. The best Sim game <laughs> of all time. Sim game. Like, if you haven't played Sim Golf, then fuck you. Still stands up today. What have you done with your life? Yeah, idiots. It's um, yeah. yeah, so Maxis was Maxis, buddy. They released... Well, they were, they, they were releasing like Simcopter and Sim Ant before EA came along, and then Sim I remember City playing Sim Ant at school. The Sims, Sim Golf, yeah. EA improved Maxis. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. He's happy with it. Okay, uh, number four. <laughs> After DreamWorks Interactive, which was a studio created and fronted by Steven Spielberg released Medal of Honor in 1999, which EA published. Uh, the studio was then acquired by EA. And the next game they released, buddy, was Medal of Honor Allied Assault, which arguably literally started the fucking like proper first-person shooter genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the multiplayer. I fucking loved it. Yeah, the, it the awesome. modern shooter with the proper sort of... Um, Hollywood-esque campaign. Uh, Call of Duty yeah. would not exist uh, if, if it wasn't for this. And I mean that literally because uh, the original studio, DreamWorks Interactive, uh, that was Infinity Ward, and they branched off. So these guys made Medal of Honor, Allied Assault, and then they branched off and created Infinity Ward. And you, you could, it, it could be a little bit of a stretch to say EA is therefore responsible for Call of Duty. Yeah, but, definitely. But they actually are because of their <laughs> shittiness. So they re- yeah. they released Medal of Honor Allied Assault, which was an amazing game, and then they drove the dev team out of the fucking studio into a new studio who then released yeah. Call of Duty. Well, there you go. Thanks, EA. EA improved first-person shooters. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> number five. No one's going to want the top five to come back ever again. That was my plan. No. Finally put it to bed. Uh, well EA played, acquired Westwood Studios in 1998, two years after the release of Command & Conquer Red Alert. Um, what followed was Tiberium Sun and Command & Conquer Red Alert 2, widely considered the best games in the franchise. EA improved Command & Conquer. Tiberium Sun was my favourite. It's a great game. It's a fucking yeah. great game. And Red Alert 2 mm, was fantastic yeah. as well. Yeah. Brilliant games. Thank you, EA. So, yeah, there's your Thank top five, you. buddy. Uh, yeah. Burnout, Titanfall, uh, Sim City, The Sims, uh, Medal of Honor, Call of Duty at a Stretch, and Command and & Conquer. EA acquired those studios and improved all of those games or franchises. Yep. They sure did. A brief... A brief list of games or franchises EA has has killed subsequently, <laughs> buddy. Uh, so several of the games that uh, were in my top five list: Sim City, Theme yep. Park, Dungeon Keeper, Command and Conquer, Medal of yep. Honor, Dead Space, yep. Mass, Dead Effect, Space. Mass Effect, Ultima. Uh, they were all killed. 
uh, by EA. <laughs> and in fact, uh, Burnout no longer exists because of EA. Uh, SimCity no longer exists because of EA. Uh, Medal of Honor no longer exists because of EA. So four of the five franchises on my top five list are now dead because of EA. Well, you know, they took it to new heights and then obviously after that, like, we can't do better than this. Let's just burn it to the ground. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly, buddy. So there you go. And now it's time for Fuckwit Corner. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. He's getting Any questions, buddy? Uh, very brief from Funk. He says, uh, PS5, I feel tied to the PS4 by my peripherals. What's the odds the wheels will work on the new console? And will Alex's VR even work? It's a, it's a tough one. Um, I know that my racing wheel has got PS3 support as well as PS4. I don't know about yours. Mine does not have PS3 support. Um so I I don't know if it would work on a PS5. I suspect not. Yeah, more than likely, no is going to be the answer. But you never know with this whole kind of ongoing iterations and all that shit. That you you know there may be that possibility where old peripherals work with the new one, but. A lot of money um, is made through peripherals. Obviously, people have to buy extra controllers and shit like that. So that that's that's a place where these big businesses they they claw quite a fair chunk of their money back through these things. I know you can get uh, you can get a universal translator type thing. Yeah, um, yeah, you can uh, like a USB dongle thing that plugs in, um, and then you press buttons on it and it decrypts it and it's a way of like um i looked at these because when we first got the ps4 i couldn't get on with the dualshock 4 and i was like i want to use my 360 controller like a pussy um and yeah i looked into these things and yeah they're they are readily available they're they're quite expensive for a really good one to be honest um but yeah there's there's ways around it buddy yeah certainly i was looking at uh there's a little thing i can pick out i think it's 50 pounds for a little breakout box that uh, allows me to use my wheel with the Xbox One, so oh, that's um, cool. Uh, that that'll be first thing on my list once I pick up my Xbox, so I can play Forza with a with a steering mm-hmm. wheel. But uh, that, yeah, that'd be cool. As yeah. for the VR, uh, I would like to say that there's no way they would split the user base when there's so few headsets sold worldwide. But you never can tell with Sony; you absolutely never know. Well, mate, it doesn't. It runs through that breakout box and then just straight HDMI, doesn't it? So it, it does. Li- it's it should literally work. Literally, just a screen. So yeah. you would think that would be supported. They'd have to the, fuck the you hard, that... wouldn't they? To the, the, like 
to justify not having the VR working on there. Yeah, they, the thing that might change is the move controllers, but I yeah, mean, but that's probably a good. You can thing. kind of under, Yeah, I was going to say you can kind of understand that if they're building better ones that have like finger tracking or something like Man, that. Or if there like were anything. if there were Vive style or Oculus style uh, like move controllers available right now, then I'd be buying them. So uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it, and that that will be the next thing for the the next version of Definitely. PSVR, I reckon. Gibbons. Yeah. So yeah, um, I totally with I'm totally with Funk. I certainly think at this stage in play, um, I won't be a, a day one um, on whatever this new console is, uh, especially as I'm not set up with a 4K telly either. Um, but it's a long way off, I think. So we'll see where we go with it. Yeah, by that point you'll be like, oh, I want it real bad. <laughs> it can't happen. <laughs> um, finally, Funk says, uh, I guess I will check into Fuckwick Corner whenever I'm somewhere with internet. Of course, Funk's off on his travels. He's going away for several months. Um, so he reckons he'll still be able to contribute to Fuckwick Corner uh, up until Christmas at least before he disappears off of the fucking grid, ends up in, <laughs> I don't know, Borneo or Burma nice. or other places beginning with B. So, uh, yeah. So thanks very much for that, Funk. Cheers, buddy. Every week, we end the show with questions and comments sent in by you. If you've got anything for us, just pop an email to the jfgpodcast.gmail.com or contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or at justforgamers.co.uk. And now it's time for JFG Street Beat. You got a question we want to know. Facebook, Twitter, we're on a mall, so hit us up and be on the show. The JFG Street Beat. Street Beat. Want to know. Get on the show. Get on the show indeed, buddy. Uh, Firstly, from JJ this week, um, on Dr. Google, this was a question that Funk had a little while ago. He's been playing Divinity and uh, struggling a little bit with all of the systems, uh, especially the combat systems. Um, and was asking whether it, it, we thought it was cool to look that shit up or if he kind of needed to really kind of be hardline on that sort of stuff so as not to spoil your enjoyment of the thing. Um, <clears throat> so JJ came in on our Discord, which you can join, buddies, via our website. Oh, shit, what? www.thechefgpodcast.co.uk. <laughs> Find a link to our Discord on there, buddies. Um, JJ says... Uh, have to go with Dr. Google on in-depth games like Divinity, Monster Hunter, and Warframe. These games never explain fully what a skill does, like affinity in Monster Hunter. Once you find out its actual intent, then you can play around. Meta is for boring games like Destiny. Yeah, Destiny 1 was ball bags. Gibbons. Destiny 2's that's where it's at. <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's an absolute... 100% look it up from JJ uh, rather than <laughs> go around in circles trying to work out what the fuck's going on. Um, it's a real yeah. tightrope, isn't it, when a game doesn't quite explain enough. It's like some some people, oh. it, it really divides opinion as to whether it's a well-made game. It, I, I kind of see it sometimes like if I'm trying to maximise my output in a game, uh, then, you know, I need the best way of like you know the whole min maxing uh, of whatever I need to be doing like leveling up or inflicting the most damage or whatever strategy works the best 
And Dr. Google's got the answer for you, buddy. Kind of what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's fair. It's um Yeah, it's using your looking up powers uh wisely, isn't it? And not Yeah, not to try and spoil things. Once you but... break that seal then it can be a slippery fucking Oh yeah, slope. definitely. The the there's been moments where games have been absolutely ruined by me trying to find information out about how to do certain things, and it's like, oh, great, cool. Now I know that. Oh. Bloodborne was a good example for me. It, um, I found it very off-putting the amount that I had to actually just read, suffer. Oh, okay, read. <laughs> just honestly, and it's pretty similar with the with the Dark Souls games, I would imagine, although I haven't actually played them. Um, yeah, but Bloodborne from From as well, obviously. Um, and yeah, some people love it. Some people love the challenge, and uh, there's a, probably a bit of a Venn diagram crossover between those sorts of people and people who play a lot of retro games as well, where the uh, yeah. games were so much harder because they were inherently shorter by design. So um, yeah, it's it's a tough one, but I, I think I think you're kind of well within your rights to look. St- if, if you're completely stuck, and you're stuck, if you get to the point where you think that you should you know, maybe I should look this up, then you're probably there. Like, that's probably the time when you absolutely should. If you've considered it as someone who doesn't even like doing that, then that's probably the time, I would say. Gibbons, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, thanks for that, JJ. Um, and uh, here we go. Another one here from friend of the podcast, Chris. He says, i got a question I want to know. Um, he wants to know. It's typed. So on the show. It's typed, so I don't know if he was saying it like that. I would. It's implied that he was saying it like that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, go it's, ahead it's and say how you say it. Yeah, it's the only way to say that's it. The only, it's the only way. Uh, Chris <laughs> says this. So I've recently finished Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which I got based on your glowing reference. Fuck You're me, welcome. what a game! Uh, maybe not the best game ever, but I reckon this was my favorite game ever. That's fucking bold, man. It's, yeah, it is a statement box it, quote. It is amazing. It is amazing. It is um, very, very good. Game. Chris says, uh, "Beautiful scenery, interesting enemies, and a decent story." Uh, where do you boys think the next game will go? What would you like to be different or added? I appreciate it's been a while since you both played it, but if you could cast your minds back, cheers. I'm a robot. They're real dinosaurs. Switch reversal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, I haven't played the Frozen Frozen Wastes DLC thing on that. No, I haven't um, done either. But I doubt that I'm missing out on any incredible story-based revelations there. So I think I'm probably safe to say. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. I think that once you get to the end of that game and she's tamed all of the animals, I don't really think that there's anywhere that they can go in that in that realm, in that environment. Because I think she's... By the end of it, Aloy is a little too powerful for you to have a sequel that just does the same thing. I think my sort of sci-fi brain probably kicks into gear and says that what I would really like for the next game would be uh, it not to be Aloy, maybe a descendant of Aloy or or another character altogether and literally like fly forward a hundred years and see what's happened since she's been yeah. able to tame these dinosaurs and 
Uh, They're living in harmony, then alien robots come in, gotcha. Who can say exactly what happens, but in terms of the fact that she now has full control over them, she can use them to build a society, you could imagine some sort of organic metropolis kind of springing out of the landscape, and everything changes at that point, because they've got the... I don't know, they've got the values of, like, tribesmen, you know they're living they're used to um harvesting nature and everything but then they've got this all this technology imagine how they could put that together and you're probably talking with Aloy at the helm some it's sort gonna of going to go full circle like again a utopia though. well like, like the whole story the line, isn't it it's going to go relying on robots and then robots take over again buddy the way I see it, there's two ways it can go. There's the way that I was just talking about, where Aloy basically um, is the founder of uh, this new society, and you play like a hundred years in the future, and there's skyscrapers, but it's all very like not avatarish, but kind of you've got that natural element to things. I think that could work really nice. Or um, Aloy discovers even more ridiculous technology, and you talk literally like going into space. Because with the the robots and the way that they're controlled and their power sources and everything, that text there, like you could you could do anything sci-fi wise with that. Yeah. Um. Certainly, you, you could have like an arc or something like 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 a sort of Fallout vault in space or something, a sort of Wally that it could go down that route. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. Because oh it, because yeah. It's such so great the whole lore. thing was uh, the humans kind of retreated into the caves back in the day. Or whatever it was, wasn't it? And yeah. And they've come out. So what happens is one of them, like a group of, say, a hundred, got shot into space. Yeah. Like the TV program, a hundred. Previously on the hundred. <laughs> but it's the other way around where they got sent back down to Earth. But yeah, they got sh- and then they come back, and they're they're like really fucking super advanced, and they come back and take over the world again, and you're actually fighting humans. But you are robots and humans fighting humans. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, the alien element, it, it could easily work. The idea that Aloy has control over robot units, that, that brings mm. a whole sort of strategy element to things. Um, I think the way that I would like it the most would be the, the idea of 100 years in the future and, and this society has been built based on a mixture of the the natural values and the tech. I yeah. think that's what I'd like. Um, yeah, that would probably be my favourite. Um, but yeah, I think they've basically what they've done, Gorilla, is is made something that you could take anywhere. Um, yeah, exactly. Absolute nice. Absolute game of the system for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, they we were reporting a couple of weeks ago that they were hiring um, the Siege team, the Rainbow Six Siege multiplayer team. They're likely to be working on a kill zone with that in mind, but you would hope that there's Horizon-ish things going on in the background. It was too much of a hit for them not to. Um, yeah, you think they would definitely go back to that? Yeah, milk the teat. Not talked about enough Horizon, like too too often forgotten. It's um, yeah, true. It, it genuinely like certainly top five games of the console, and uh, if you haven't picked it up, it's dirt cheap right now. You can get the Frozen Wastelands DLC as well. Um, you will not regret it. And I noticed that Chris is currently been playing through some Hitman, buddy. I don't know if that was off of the. I back did of, see um, nice. our re- references, our recommendations as well. But I'm sure he won't regret that either. Because fucking <laughs> it's hell, fucking great, what game. a game! Yeah, 
What a game. Sometimes wish I could go back and play some of these things, you know, have your mind wiped so you can experience them again for the first yeah. time. It'd be so good. It's brilliant. So yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, let us know, Chris, if you if you like any of our suggestions or if you've got any of your own. And uh thanks so much for getting involved. Yes, buddy. So I think that'll about do us, buddy, for episode 185 of the JFG podcast. And uh, what a time we've had. A little bit longer than usual because we had a few bits hanging over from uh, when I was off with old Lurgy Town. But, uh, yeah, it's been cool. It's been a lovely time, buddy. I'm pretty tired now. A few beers in. Feeling pretty rigid. I'm going to boot up the PS4 and think about buying need for speed now i think yeah four pounds four pounds <laughs> is there <laughs> anything else in that sale it. worth uh... i don't know I, I had a brief look earlier but you know we'll we'll get on and uh, scour it obviously that does sound like what we're gonna do next yeah always <laughs> is mate it's okay well let's go and do that then uh in the meantime thanks very much for listening everyone uh of course we'll be back next week uh but until then i've been alex he has been ash Goodbye. Farewell. You've been listening to the JFG Podcast with Ash and me, Alex. You can find us at www.thejfgpodcast.co.uk where you'll also find our Discord and Streetbeat if you want to get involved with the show. Our Facebook is forward slash the JFG Podcast and our Twitter handle is at the JFG Podcast. We're on all those video streaming sites too, buddies, from ChewTube to twitch.tv forward slash the JFG Podcast to Mixer.com, aka Beam.fuckingpro. We've got a PS4 community you can join. Just search the JFG Podcast on there. And we're also on Google Plus if that is how you choose to live your life. Thanks so much for listening, buddies. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.